Welcome to the Glow Getters Podcast. My name is Kayla Fahey Arndt, and I'm your host. I teach and inspire leaders to step into their productive selves and find their true potential. I'm a passionate creative and scientist with over eight years of healthcare leadership experience. At age 25, I stepped into my first management role and didn't find the leadership advice I was looking for. So here I'm giving you the tools to end burnout and enjoy a vibrant career and life. Glad you're here to learn and grow with me. Now, on with the show. Hey friends, welcome to the Glow Getters podcast. It's me, Kayla, your host. I'm really excited that you're here today because I've got a different type of episode available for you. Today we're going to be talking about self-expression in the workplace. So that's interesting. I don't think I've talked about it too much. It's something that came into my head today as I was thinking about like who I am and how I show up and how sometimes it feels really different than how other people show up. And so I wanted to talk about how I work through that and um, I'm okay with it. Uh, And also how I learn from other people in terms of my self-expression. That being said, first I want to stop and give the rating of in the review of the week. So if you've listened to the outro of the podcast or um, heard me do my like desperation moment of the podcast, as I'll call it, I'm trying something new. So as you know, one of the things I'm doing is if you leave a good rating and a review for me, reviews are the only things I can see who left them, by the way, um, I'm going to do a drawing for the person who left review that week and pick one and read it on the air just to say thank you so, so much for leaving a review and listening. It really means a lot to hear feedback from you all because some of you I'm not connected with on social media, so I don't know who you are. (laughs) I I know there's people that listen every week, but I want to get to know my folks. And so thank you so much. And so today's review of the week was left on Thursday. It was left by Georgen uh, Leor BSN. So it's all one word with no spaces. So I'm hoping I'm separating that right. I don't know if it's like G or Jen or G or Jen, Leor, and then BSN, I assume is this person's a nurse, I think. So the review was titled Relatable and Uplifting. And it was a five-star review. And the review reads as follows. So it says, Kayla's tips are super, are all super relatable and scalable for wherever you are in your leadership journey. She brings the truth with practical tips in such an uplifting way. Not only have I become a better leader after incorporating her tips, but I've become better at balancing my life and showing up in all areas of my life. Wow, thank you so much for that review. That means a ton to me, especially because it's funny looking back to when I started the podcast and, you know, it's molded and shifted over the years um, because it's gone back to 2018, which is feels like such a long time ago. Um, but I only really intended it to be like tips and uh, strategy. And I never thought it would turn into me talking about like being a holistic human, what that means in relation to leadership. But I think as I become more self-aware and, you know, more into personal development, it's like you can't detach those things. So finding that balance that, you know, non-intentional non-balance of work and home life and whatever it is, your priority, um, has really become something that I love to talk about. So I think that does sort of segue into today's topic, which 
is self-expression in the workplace. So one of the things that I want to talk about is how you show up every single day and whether or not it feels you feel like you when you're at work. So I'm going to tell you a story about my discovery of self-expression in the workplace and then sort of what I've done to reflect on that and then be more intentional around it, but also like how I used to feel. So, <laughs> and, and I might be sort of a weird instance in my, my job, but I think we can all relate to my story and find a tidbit to take away and to become more our truer self at work. So when I started in the laboratory science field, it was 2012. So 11 years ago or so, um, 10 or 11 years ago. Gosh, 10 years, nine years, nine years. I can't do math today. It's, it's hard. <laughs> um, and so I remember doing my clinical rotations, which you need to graduate. It's basically an experience where you go to different hospitals and you actually work in the lab. Um, you're supposed to be sort of like observing, but at the time it was more like training. So <laughs> it was basically working without getting paid. Let's just say that. <laughs> um, I was paying to be there, right? I was paying my student loans. I digress. So I started out in the lab and I remember people saying like, wow, you're doing such a great job. You know, like I was working in hematology. So for the scientists that listen out there, I was working in the heme area of the lab and I was running the Sysmex, which is an, a piece of equipment. And I was loading the specimens, walking the line, making sure slides were made, you know, di uh, differentials, uh, getting those on, looking at them in the microscope or putting them on our cellivision instrument. And I remember the supervisor at the time who's now retired, she was like, I love how you walk that line. She was like snapping her fingers at me. She's like, you're so quick. Like, it's so good. I'm enjoying watching you. And I kept thinking to myself, like, I grew up working two jobs in high school and in college, one at the grocery store as a cashier, stocking the produce department, working early hours, working behind the counter as a shift supervisor at like 16 years old, which is not even legit. <laughs> like I also worked in a restaurant at really fast paced local restaurant, um, working breakfast, working, you know, Friday night fish fry, Saturday nights, cooking Sunday nights when I was 16 by myself. Also probably not legit, <laughs> probably not legal, <laughs> but I had that sort of like hard working spirit. My parents, you know, we had enough, but I think, you know, they also, we didn't have like an abundant amount of, you know, resources. So my parents were like, Hey, if you want to pay for gas in your car, if you want to buy a car, like all this stuff, like you have to get a job. And so I've always like, I've worked since I've been 14, multiple jobs over the summer. I remember working at like five or 6am at the grocery store and then working till 2.30 or so, coming home, taking a nap, and then showing up at 4.30 for fish fry on a Friday and working all weekend. <laughs> I even remember I was in a school play in high school and the rehearsals were in the evenings and I was like, I can't, I gotta work. Like, you know, that's just how it has to be. And, I, you know, my friend Ashley and I ended up splitting a role so that we could, she could be in one show and I could be in the other show so that I could work. So I've always had this spirit and I've, you know, out of necessity, but also like to learn drive and focus and just like, just make it happen. Just like do it, like doing things I've never 
really been trained to do, just sort of thrown in there like, okay, here, swim. <laughs> like, oh, you're just going to, you're going to open produce tomorrow by yourself. Oh, okay. What does that mean? means trimming all the, you know, the lettuce and making it all pretty for the day. Uh, okay. Well, you know, is there a certain way? Yeah. Uh, here, let me show you like one time ish, like go for it. <laughs> okay. I guess I'm opening the grocery store by myself. Right. So that's just kind of my background and where I came from. So I remember when I got this feedback working in hematology, I was like, yeah, like do other people not work like this? <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know that not everybody was like as amped up as me or as, you know, okay with not knowing what I was doing, but just like figuring it out on the fly. Um, and I was comfortable with that. And I had received a lot of comments like, you don't really seem like us. Like, are you sure you're in the right field? And so for any of you who don't understand what this means, it's like I worked in the laboratory and usually laboratorians are um, nerds because we're scientists, right? And I say that from warmth and love in my heart because scientists are the bomb.com. <laughs> we're amazing and I love nerds. I'm a nerd for sure. I love knowing the why behind things. Like if I don't understand the why, like it's not for me. I got I got to like dig into it. Um, even if I'm not like the most analytical nerd you've ever met, like I love to research, I love to discover, I love to learn. I'm a lifelong learner. And so most, uh, uh, not, not most, I don't know, but a lot of scientists get a bad rap for being like antisocial humans, right? <laughs> so yeah, a lot of people who work in the lab are introverted and they're, introverts are wonderful humans and we need them because they are usually very detail-oriented, they're thoughtful, they um, listen really well, they are just super poised, and it's a perfect personality for a laboratory scientist. But I am not an introvert. <laughs> so while I have that like data smarts, and I've talked about on the podcast before, I expend a lot of energy to go very logical and analytical, and my default is just like sunshine, yellow, bubbly, like talkative, <laughs> right? Like strategic, direct. That's me. You guys all know this by now if you listen to the podcast. And so I never like felt weird in the past. People always called me optimistic or bright or um, like sunshiny, but I always took it as a compliment. But then when I started working in the lab, people started saying like, you don't really fit in. And I started questioning like, am I a weirdo? <laughs> like, like what am I, maybe, maybe this isn't for me. Like, do I want to work with people who aren't like me? Will this work out? And it's funny because I can get along with pretty much everyone. I'm like my dad, my dad will go, we, we could be across the country somewhere in a different state. And my dad's walking on the street and he knows somebody and you're like, Oh, you buddies with him. And he'll, he'll say, oh, yeah, I met him at some random convention like 10 years ago. I'm like, it's like you were best friends. He's like, yeah. <laughs> like, all right. So that's just sort of that's my MO as well. And um, and so I never let those uh, comments really hurt me per se. But they always stuck with me because I thought like, if I'm so different, like, why did I end up here? Because I always wanted to be a lab scientist. Um, and I think 
I ended up in leadership because that is sort of my niche and that does fit well with my personality of being a little bit more outgoing people person who can still see strategy and vision and work with the analytical people and just make friends with everybody. But still, I felt like a little bit called out and a little odd for having that personality. I also realized I was a lot bolder than other people in terms of like how I would dress. I love colors. (laughs) I do have a lot of black in my closet now, but I love like bright teals and blues and like I don't, you know, if I want to wear pink, I'm going to wear pink. If I want to wear lime green, I'm going to wear lime green. Like I always had colorful scrubs and you know, colorful shoes and I love to laugh and I love, you know, I love feeling confident. I love to make other people laugh. And so I remember thinking at some point, like I'm different and how can I use that to my um, advantage at work? And what I found was that I'm also creative and that's probably why I like colors. I'm an artist. I drew the yearbook cover a few times when I was in middle school. I've won several awards for painting and things like that. And so I decided that I would find creative solutions to solve problems at work. And that was how I was going to channel my self-expression for being a little bit different, a little bit odd, (laughs) a little bit more outgoing, a little bit more willing to take risk and try new things by channeling it through creative solutions to solve problems. So that's sort of how I got really into this idea that continuous improvement is amazing. At the same time, once I became a leader, I no longer worked the bench every single day. And when I was, wasn't working the bench, I often had meetings with, you know, leaders above me or more high profile folks in the organization. And so I had read that I should always dress for the part that you want. And I thought, well, heck, someday I want something more. So I might as well throw on a blazer. (laughs) So I was like 25 years old, you know, came off the bench. I have my administrative days. I'm working on my, at my desk in the back of the lab. I got my suit jacket on and my boots. Right. And I'm feeling cute, but also people would say things like, you know, they would comment on my outfit and I would, you know, comment back and say, how about you comment on my mind? (laughs) But then I realized like I sort of asked for it because uh, nobody else in the lab dressed like that. And so I just also started to let those comments roll off because guess what? I felt the most like me when I was wearing a blazer. I felt the most like me when I curled my hair and went to work and was bubbly and looked put together. I felt the most like me when I was wearing my boots and my scarf and my red lipstick. And so at some point, we have to stop caring what other people think of how we appear or how we express ourselves, whether it's very introverted or extroverted or colorful or muted, and just go with what we love. And I think about people who don't feel represented at work. Even people like think about like women in the workplace, female leadership. Um, One of the reasons why I felt really comfortable wearing whatever clothes I want that were work appropriate bold was because my boss was doing that. You know, I I was like, she's 
confident in lime green, like I'm going to do that. Right. Or she's confident with the the jewelry. Like I'm going to do that. So I think if you are sort of tampering down your personality or the way that you dress or the way that you speak to conform or fit in, I don't think you're doing anybody a service. You're doing yourself a disservice and you're doing the people who are looking for representation a disservice. It is okay to stand out and people will comment on it. It is okay to be different. People will comment on it. Nobody knows your full story better than you do. And so as we try a few things, you know, maybe I'm going to try a little deeper shade of red for lipstick today. I'm going to try a new hairstyle. I'm going to try some new boots. I'm going to speak my mind today at a meeting instead of not speaking my mind. I'm going to tell a joke when it feels appropriate. (laughs) I'm going to listen more and say less when it feels appropriate. I'm going to channel my creativity in, in new ways that I've never done before and you know, let people know like this is an idea I have and I've been holding back, but today's the day. I'm going to let it out. So in the beginning of, and you know, my career, I was a little bit self-conscious about the fact that maybe I didn't belong because so many people were telling me I didn't. But then as time went on and I stuck with it, I really looked for ways to instead of fit in, to fit more into who I already was <laughs> and to really unleash that and embrace that strength while at the same time being very self-aware and learning from other people, right? Like I didn't do all this in a vacuum. I listened and learned and molded and became more self-aware and I leaned into who I really was because at the end of the day, it feels so freaking amazing To leave knowing like, yeah, I had a really big personality today, but that's who I am and that's okay. So last year in 2020, I had a really difficult fall. I was, or autumn season, I was coming off of my second ectopic pregnancy and just feeling super, super lost. Um, I remember I didn't go to work um, the same cadence as I did in the past. I was working every day, but I wasn't going into the office because of COVID as much. And so part of my self-expression was really showing up and like getting the vibes off of the other humans, like just feeling the energy of other people. I just felt like I wasn't showing up like me on YouTube or Instagram. I I didn't feel like I liked my hair and my clothes. Like I hadn't been out, you know, at all. I was feeling like sort of blah. I wasn't doing art. I think we were all in a point where we were feeling a little bit depressed with the state of the world and then plus my medical issues and losing, you know, two children from ectopic pregnancies and not knowing what the future held for me that I just sort of felt lost. And so I joined a coaching program, Tiffany Hahn's um, Inner Circle. She has a podcast. It's called, used to be called Raise Your Hand, Say Yes, and now it's called The Tiffany Hahn Show. And she had us do a wheel of life. Basically think of a pie or a pizza and cut it into slices. And one slice is self-expression. And I remember you're supposed to color in the pizza pie slice as much as you want. 
if the more you color in, the more um, fulfilled you are. The less you colored in, the least, the less fil- fulfilled you are. And it was my second lowest category and for self-expression. And I just remember thinking, like, you're going to get there. You're going to find yourself. We all lose ourselves sometimes and have to come back to who we really are. And I think in 2020, we all started to question who we are because we questioned how we talk in society, the thoughts we have, our implicit bias, you know, how it, how we express ourselves. Everything feels very scrutinized and like filtered. Social media has made it so that things are highlight reels and that we might need to look like other people or act or say or do, or if we don't speak our mind about X, Y, Z, that means we don't care about it. Or if we do, then we only care about that. So there's so much to work through. And I think when you can become okay with the fact that you know your own values, you know what makes you feel most like you, you know what lights you up, you need to stop apologizing for that and to be yourself. Because until you fully love and appreciate who you are and just take acceptance and own it and identify where you can improve and get better and personally develop, of course, <laughs> you know, you're not doing this in a bubble. You're, you're being a conscious citizen, right? We can't, you know, fully live until we accept ourselves. So that was a very long story about me, but essentially wanted to share that Even people who seem very confident, people tell me, oh, you're so confident. You've got it all together. Well, I am. And I've been shook before, you know, by my ectopic pregnancies and by 2020. And like sort of letting go of all of those like vanity things. You know, I had an office before I, before 2020 happened. And then I gave it up to make space for my team members. And now I don't even have a name on on a door. (laughs) right and then like I was really like oh my gosh like am I anything without like an office it's almost synonymous with my title and now I I I don't care (laughs) I don't care where I work from it doesn't matter that external validation doesn't drive me anymore it's all internal and to be the most me that I can to love me and express myself in the most me way that I can So if anything, I hope this episode makes you start to think about, am I showing up the most me at work and as a leader, or am I filtering pieces of me out? Obviously, we have to be professionals, right? But how can you be professional while being you too, without being someone different when you walk in that door? I want to be the same human I am at home than I am at work. I don't want there to be like two different Kayla's because guess what? Switching is really hard. Like (laughs) obviously I'm a mom at home, but also I bring the fact that I'm a mom to work because that's just part of who I am. I'm not different. So (laughs) deep conversation. If this resonates with you, please DM me on Instagram at Kayla Fahey aren't and tell me like I'm not the only one with these questions if you had a job when you were early, you know pretty young like 14 years old or even younger or something like that tell me I want to hear all y'all's first jobs because mine was definitely at the grocery store and at the local restaurant and those were like two of my favorite jobs I ever had so all right any, anyways until next time I hope everybody takes care and continue to be a light
All right, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. I wanted to let you know about something new that I'm doing. If you could please leave me a rating and review on iTunes or write in your Apple Podcasts app, I would so appreciate it. Each week, I'm going to be doing a drawing and sending an email to a winner just to say thank you with some treats, tips, and a little bit of extras because I really want to get this podcast out to more people and I want to hear how it's helping you getting feedback about what you love to hear about and what you love about the podcast so I can keep doing that. Also, if you'd like to connect with me on a deeper level, check out my website at glowgetterslife.com. You'll find links to my About Me page so you can learn about me and my journey in leadership. You'll find links to my blog, my podcast for more episodes, and to my YouTube channel. And you can also find links to the templates and leadership planners I've created, as well as my free resource library. All right. Thanks so much. And until next time, be a light.